Noah, based on the Bible, Noah. <laughs> based on the bestseller. <laughs> um, probably, I mean, if you're going to adapt something that people were familiar with, hard to go wrong with the Bible. That and Harry Fair. Potter. That's your two pillars. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have any other options in that. Which book do you want Darren Aronofsky to make a movie out of, Michael? I would watch a Darren Aronofsky Harry Potter. Oh, my God. <laughs> make it the Wouldn't second one, though. Chamber of Secrets. That's what I want. Oh, my God. Really pull all the tension out of that situation. Um, oh, close up of the snake. <laughs> but right. it's like a metaphorical snake. Michael, snakes are in the Bible. Snakes are in Noah. They are. Tell me about Noah from Darren Aronofsky, a man whose works you're not familiar with. Yeah, so this is my first Darren Aronofsky film. Um, and I had a, I guess I had a, a conception of Darren Aronofsky as being kind of not a director's director, but like a, a an auteur. Eh. Okay. I think that's overstating it a bit, but I can see where you're coming yeah. from. Uh, I don't know about that. There are some things going on in Noah that are, I think there are some high-minded. Altruistic. I, I guess I would agree with you, Michael, but I don't think that is supported by his filmography necessarily. Well, uh, how does, I mean, that would be the impression I would get having not seen these movies. You mean things The like, Wrestler? <laughs> the Wrestler, yeah. Kind of. That seemed like that was Oscar Beatty. I mean, Black Swan seems sure. like it's got some high ideas. Sure. I've heard things about Mother. <laughs> Me too. Mostly that it's not very good. Oh, I've actually heard the opposite. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard a positive opinion of Mother by Darren Aronofsky. I have. Okay. And that's kind of where my perception of this movie going going into this would be and there are these things that throughout noah it feels as though you're seeing what i guess what i'm trying to say is i feel like there's a lot there are some details that are in this movie and i think those are very intentional i think when you're seeing something in this you're seeing it a very specific way and there it's the exact way darren aronofsky wants you to see it it felt like that to me like there's this there's this there's a filmmaker here who is making his film rather than someone who is was booked by the studio to make a someone else's screenplay sure you know you know maybe he should have brought someone in maybe and said darren the cgi babies mm, not feeling it does this <laughs> yeah, need to getting- be in here yeah, CGI. There's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, um, CGI babies. I can't. Yeah, I feel like we're that. That was one of those. I need this in my film. No, like a like a George Lucas on making Phantom Menace. He went too far. Like, I have questions. CGI. I can do this. Look what I can do. Oh, hey. Well, it is industrial light and magic. So. Here we is are. Is it really? <laughs> sure is. Making the worst oh, CGI baby. babies ever. But Michael, this is Noah, the story of Noah, who builds a big a big boat, Michael, and he puts a bunch of animal animals on it, and then they sail away. Yup. And he throws yep, a dove but... in the air and he says, Go. And it comes oh, back. Find me my my twig. Where's my twig? And Michael, in, in reciting the story of Noah just now, we've kind of exhausted. The story of Noah, and yet they've made a two-plus-hour film. 
out of the story. Yeah. So, okay. To be fair, he's pulling from a lot more than just the Noah as described in Genesis. His nightmares. It's, we're, we're talking stuff like we're, we're talking like Book of Enoch, the stuff that, that the church says is not part of the Bible, but it's all. Is that what you like walk the, mind suits are from? That's what the walk mind suits are from. Is that what big black mind suits are from? It's what the big black mind suits are from. Okay, okay, sure. The Watchers, the, the <laughs> Fallen <laughs> Angels. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's stuff they're pulling from extra canonical <laughs> religious texts. The extended universe. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, the Bible's EU. Um, uh, I can't wait for the video game tie-in that includes exclusive characters we've ooh, never seen before. Ooh. Um, you see, it's okay. going to play out in the next film, Noah 2, episode 2. <laughs> Noah 2. Uh, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Uh, a bigger, <laughs> we're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> um, I hate this. Okay, can I let's sync this idea right now? Um, can I rant yeah. about something real quick? As long as we're on the topic of the Watchers, yes. I hate all the criticism I've seen about this movie, especially in regards to letterboxd reviews, which is always my criticism of criticism. But just yeah. like people who are like, um, I don't remember rock monsters in the Bible. Yeah. Duh. Oh. It's a freaking two hour movie about 10 words. Of course, there's going to be other stuff in it. It doesn't matter anyway. Stupid letter. Excuse us, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. And that's, I think, a lot of the criticism this movie got were from folks in the religious community who were like, now hold up a minute. <laughs> Sunday school never told me about rock hmm. monsters and post industrialism. Well, well, hold on just a Noah second, would, Jack. Noah, Noah would never sit there and consider killing babies. I'm consulting my head cannon. Mm, no, no rock monsters. No rock monsters at yeah. all, Darren. But he put Why did, uh, I don't I don't even remember them bringing on two rock monsters, one male and one female <laughs> rock monster. Rock I, I think you're you're getting a little loose with the canon here, and I don't actually know. So I've never read the Book of Enoch. Which Same. is where the stuff, the watchers and stuff are are being pulled from. Um, I don't know if they if they are manifested as rock monsters in <laughs> in the text they come from. Big CGI um, rock monsters, perhaps. Yeah, they've got, they've got that. Have you ever seen Galaxy Quest? I sure have, Michael. Thank the, you you for know the me. when Tim Allen fights the the big boulder man. I certainly do. This this had some of those <laughs> feelings, <laughs> but. Oh, I thought they but, liked uh, um I don't think those criticisms are fair. I I've I've also gone through the horrible letterboxed reviews of <laughs> no of Noah. And it's the poison found, we give ourselves. Yeah, well, it's just like, and I, I think a lot of it does stem from the fact that people have a conception of 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 this story and what Darren Aronofsky has put to film is very much not that story. No. Um, it's an anime or something. It's like a crazy video game in his brain. There's even a time skip. There's a Death Stranding environment that they're stuck in. There is. <laughs> it's like Sky Whales. Dead Iceland or whatever. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, which is actually one of the things I thought was kind of interesting. But yeah. like there's there's some. He's playing loosey goosey with some of the timeline and stuff like that where it feels you like. You have to. Right? Yeah, you have to. You have. The there's no way no you don't. Sense. It doesn't. In my brain, which, I can't make it make sense. I don't know how you would in a movie. Right, and that's I think one of the issues 
I think that's kind of what some of the more apologetic folks of the religious community kind of said about this movie. It's like, well, no, it's kind of a short story in the Bible. So we had, they obviously you need to embellish it. Um, yeah. I think it's, I think Darren's aiming for something a little more than that. Even, yeah. um, I get the impression there was, I think at one point he had said something about, Oh, Noah is really the first environmentalist, which is a silly mm. sentence, but what a um, thing to say. Okay. I, I think he's aiming for some of that, <laughs> though. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, I, I don't think it's it's an accident that the world they've kind of created is this post-apocalyptic world where the cities have industrialized and then yeah. over-industrialized. Yeah. And your glimpses of the apocalypse are these barren, mined wastelands. Yeah. That's so um, fascinating. Yeah. It's, and I think then yeah. that's it's one of the things that I thought was the most interesting about this Yes, is the way he's set this as a environmentalist parable in a way. I don't know if it works the best, but I think it's an interesting take. I didn't. And I, yeah. I didn't even, sorry, I'll hold that thought one second. I didn't even consider an environmental lesson or factor of this movie at all until you said that. That's okay. Really? I mean, he puts it, the animals on the boat. I'm with you there. He does. Yes. Yeah. He's saving the animals. But it, it to me, it felt like Darren Aronofsky making this super terse family drama and just like sticking knives in people and twisting them in regards to like family and like legacy and stuff and using Noah as a springboard for some reason to tell that story interesting because to me this movie was the the environmental story okay like when he's when 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 the central conflict here is noah thinking humanity must die so god's creation can sure well screw that thrive or whatever Uh, to me that felt like the absolute this absolutist uh take on humanity's humans are all in the environment sure um, I think that's why some, uh, you get these, these striking images of these holy places with, as some of the few places where grass still exists, where there's still vegetation, Rock um, monsters. Anthony Hopkins talking about berries. <laughs> I loved him in this movie. I did what too. Yeah. But I think that's all very, like those are, and I think that it is intentionally contrasted you know his family being vegetarians and everything too is intentionally contrasted with the industrial children of Cain or whatever sure. and they're the ones who are hunting and killing animals while while Noah and his family are picking berries or whatever right totally and that to me was the conflict I think that they were trying to set up that's why I don't think it's an accident when you get to kind of these this scarred landscape that he's intentionally plugging in what look like old industrial mines and stuff yeah yeah i guess i just didn't consider that like what you're saying makes total sense to me yeah but during the viewing because i i guess part of it is just i didn't think any of that stuff in the first half really worked it felt like a fever dream or something where there's this force of people uh interesting i don't know how to describe my problem with it they're just hanging out next to noah but they don't like him but they want his arc sometimes interesting because that is not 
how I really took what I took away from it. Because I didn't. Because otherwise, yeah, if you're just going for a family drama, why bother with Noah? Like, I don't right. understand why why you could do that with any. Yeah. Anything. Why why anchor that on a such a well-known story? Right. Uh, and more importantly, why anchor that to a religious story? Because then you're going to get the people pissed off on Letterboxd. <laughs> totally. So. Yes, exactly. Uh, I guess I just mean. Well, I think it gives it a lot of weight. It gives Noah's decisions he's got to make a lot of weight because he's kind of talking about starting humanity over and all this stuff. And it gives it this like. It gives the fact that he is going completely insane and like descending into madness inside this like dank, dark yeah. boat full of animals. It gives it like this power that I was like really into. But mm-hmm. when it is this like story of this primordial land that people just kind of live on. And then sometimes there's like bands of soldiers that come by and try to kill Noah I was like, why? It felt like he, Aronofsky had taken the story and put it in this land of his own creation for Mm -hmm. no real reason. It felt like this like adaptation of the story into like a different time period or something. I was like, oh, this is taking place in the future or something. It didn't make any sense even beyond it being based on a story that doesn't really make a lot of sense (laughs) internally. Uh I'm glad we 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 cleared that hump already. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you see, that's one of the things that I thought was kind of interesting because if if you go through interviews from the cast and stuff like that, some of what they're saying is, "Oh, it's is supposed to be timeless." You're supposed to wonder, is this in the past before some kind of crazy finger snap cannon reset, or is this in the future? Are we Ooh. looking at humanity's future? Yeah. Because that's not something that's necessarily, I, I, I mean, I it's been years since I've read the book of Genesis or anything like that, but it's pretty sparse on detail. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, it could have been some kind of crazy modernist society that's wiped clean by the flood. But yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, I don't. I don't think that bears out in any kind of archaeological way. But like, that's the idea. I think that Darren was yeah. playing with here, sure. and he wanted to give it that timelessness, so it could still be this. Like, are we glimpsing at man's future? Is this? Are we the 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 sons of Cain who right. are ravaging the landscape to for our Zokar mines or whatever it was? I think Zokar yeah. is what he said. And that's really interesting. Zohar. That's Zohar a cool mines. look. I like that yeah. idea of just like. This is not a historical movie. This is, you know, a parable. It's like it's taking this foundation and just telling its own kind of crazy. Everybody's wearing like the gap ponchos for some reason, even though there's no industry or anything in this land they're living in. They all look like video game characters. (laughs) They sure do. Um, They sure do. Yeah. And there's like, which I like a lot more, too, because it's, I think, a unique version of this, because otherwise what we're going to get Noah and we're going to get basically Noah in bathrobes. Totally. And, and gonna be again, bad. or we're going to get, Oh, look, we're in a place that looks vaguely like what we think Israel looked like back then. Great. <laughs> totally. I don't think, I think this was the right call. I think, I, I think don't so think too. that would have been acceptable really. Especially starting yeah. Russell Crowe. Y- yeah. And Jennifer <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and and uh, Emma Watson and whatnot. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a crew. There's like half of a good cast here. 
Dude, I like Russell Crowe. Carly hates Russell Crowe. I like, I like Russell, Russell Crowe Crow too. Yeah, he's alright. I'm, I'm 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 on your side with this one. He's committed uh, in this movie, big time. He's good in this movie. Yeah. I don't think there. I don't know how many. I think a big part of what makes Noah the parts of Noah work is Russell Crowe. It's the cast totally. in general, or like parts of the cast. Dude, what's the uh, what's the guy we have an issue with? Uh, I don't. Emma's, Emma's hubby. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, whoever played Shem. Boy. Uh, the guy from, uh, I think he's in the Three Musketeers movie. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's crazy because you've got him paired with 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 folks like Emma Watson and, and Russell Crowe. And it's just, it's night and day almost. Yeah. Like he's just there to fill space while they're here to tell the story. <laughs> he seems like he should be catering or something. Like he doesn't seem like he should be in this on set. I don't know. It was rough. Yeah. And he looked it like was. a boy band member or something with his like neatly yeah. trimmed facial hair and everything. I was like, get this guy out of here. Yeah. Which I mean, who's to say maybe he's actually a good actor, but we just, sure. I don't. I just, we, I don't feel like they wrote any, I don't feel like they really gave him a place in this, no. but at the same time, I also don't feel like he delivered on that place that he, that little place he did have. Right. Cause there's like that weird confrontation in the end and he just seems so. It's like, dad. Oh. Yeah. Oh, shucks. Those are my kids, dad. Oh no. Why'd you burn the boat, dad? Oh, that was my boat, dad. Come on. <sighs> Ham gets all the lines. You always do this. Huh. <sighs> Yeah. What about the so, What about the other kid? Oh, oh Ham. Yeah, the guy playing him. I couldn't. I didn't. I can't think of his name. But he's yeah. been in other things. He's in Three Ten to Yuma. Sure. Also with Russell Crowe. Oh. And I recognize him from that. And I thought he did okay. Yeah, I thought he was fine. He's always yeah. kind of got like, like his mouth open. Yeah. Exactly. And then you have. Uh, oh, I can't think of his name. Who played Tubal Kane? Oh, I I didn't recognize his name. I don't. Uh, uh, I don't recognize his name, but I recognize him. Yeah. Uh, he voiced Beowulf. He's in oh. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull as like oh. as uh, Indiana Jones's compatriot. Oh, <laughs> oh, Ray Weiss, oh, Ray Winstone. Okay. He... Yeah, and like it, and he carries that Beowulf. Like he sounds like he's got that Beowulf thing to him in this too. Yeah. Really Hammy. grouchy, bearded, yelly, yes. Viking type, scenery chewing ham it up actor yelling stupid things in the rain at people yeah lord of the rings extra totally totally yes yeah, yeah. stupid he's hair. got that yes which uh i i think i liked him in that role i just kind of i uh, there's there's some i don't know do we want to go let's let's try to dissect this in terms <laughs> yes i guess how do you feel about the plot of noah overall there tucker well i think as a character study of this man having to make the most insane decisions anyone mm. has ever had to make. I think it's excellent. Yeah. Oh yeah. As like a Lord of the Rings ripoff, like epic big battle, like <laughs> action movie. I think it's terrible. I think it's like, yes, hard to sit through. I think there are parts of this movie, a lot of this stuff that kind of sent you like the way you describe it as a character study, I think is the best way to describe it. That stuff I thought worked great. I I really liked, you know, because because they're leaving. It basically leaves Noah with this this question of should humanity survive? Right. 
which is insane. And then the way they kind of contend with that, the way that's influenced, I think like the, the way that he's experienced, he experiences the world to influence that decision, I think is really cool. And the decisions he makes from that, I think like they feel impactful. Yeah. Like it, it feels as impactful as it's supposed to feel, except the babies are CGI. Um, <laughs> when we get to the Helm's Deep riff, yeah. I was not feeling good about it. <laughs> like yeah. when you're when he's doing his like Lord of the Rings speech and then they attack the Ark and it's just this big dumb CGI battle. I I was checking out of it and then yeah. when he they had Tubal Cain survive and stow away on the boat. Yeah. I was even more upset with it because yeah. that it it ended up being this dumb action movie finale when it could have when we felt like the actual finale should have been you know noah deciding whether humanity lives or dies at the top of the boat at the end because him getting on the boat really doesn't have any impact on what where the movie kind of goes it sets up the scene with him and his son you know and it's like what what does it mean to be a man and all this crap but yeah i was not interested in any of that at that point no, no. And I mean, he has these kind of asinine conversations with Ham. He sure does. He he eats a snake's head off, which he I always, sure which does. I was, as I was watching, it's like, well, holy shit, he just extinct. He just made an entire species extinct right there. They are sacred. The Aminos. No, boy. No. Nom, nom, nom. Yeah, it's dumb. It's yeah. Not, it's like, come on, and Darren. What are you trying to do? Leads to this underwhelming fight scene <laughs> yeah. at the end. It's extremely underwhelming. Totally. It's like the uh, knife. It fell on the floor. I wonder if it'll come back later because they show it on the floor. And then it does. Yeah. Which sucks because if even if you wanted an action movie kind of some kind of conflict at the end, they set that up. You could have yeah. Noah fight Shem right. for a little totally. bit totally. if you really needed it, which I don't think they did. Because all of the weight, it seems, is supposed to be instead on this this decision that he's got where, you know, he's at the top of the boat. And does he believe that, um, does he believe that, you know, humanity should have a place in a new world kind of thing? That feels like that's the actual conflict here. Why are we distracting from that with... Yeah with uh ray winstone growling in the the Being bottom like of the arc ornery in his boat i don't know it's like it's trying to like externalize what's going on inside his brain or something where it's like no humanity is evil and needs to be eliminated because there's this guy or something yeah which sucks because i feel like they already hit that beat earlier yeah. like i think there's a scene where noah goes off to try to find uh wives for his the other two kids and he's at this camp and yes. human like these people are they're selling their their daughters for food they're yeah. clawing and mobbing at this gate they're ripping apart an animal while it's alive and it really shows this like horror humanity is capable of and it shows yeah. them as kind of flawed you understand where there's this weight does 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 Noah feel like this is something that should survive in a new world? Right. But then they extrapolate that again by having Tubal Cain hide away on a boat and eat things and, yeah. and basically, piss and moan for all of five minutes. He just like basically outright says the themes of 
his character or like what he represents. And it's like, okay. Which sucks. I, I, I hate it. it. Dude, I understood. I, uh, terrible. I, I actually really liked that scene you were talking about where Noah goes to the camp or the yeah. settlement. I thought that was very nerve wracking. That's very good. Like Aronofsky style, like disturbing tension going on yeah. in that scene. Uh, and then I think you lose that yeah. pretty quick. I uh, Speaking of which, though, I just want to point out or uh, put a spotlight on the scene where Noah is running to meet. I can't keep their name straight, but his son with the girl who's in the bear trap. Uh, yeah, I him. That's that him. was incredible. That was like the best trampling scene I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the camera is not too close on her you don't see the gore but you get the impression there's a there's some violence there the, yeah uh, he like he pulls the jaw open on the trap and then it lets go again that's so messed up dude and yeah she's just like don't do that bro yeah my leg hurts Ooh. Yeah. yeah 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 that was rough that was good Ooh. yeah yeah and i think it kind of underscores some of the actual conflict yeah. Noah's having in a way that the parts of this movie that seem more con- I don't want to say conventional or unconventional but the parts of it where it feels like we're making where there's I think there's there's like two movies kind of going on here one of them is this character study of Noah and the other part of it is we're trying to make a Lord of the Rings epic out of the Bible yeah. and I think that speaks so much more to that that character study part of it it does a way better job than any of this this epic fantasy nonsense is going on as well. Do you, if we assume this was a passion project for Aronofsky, do you think mm. it was his passion to make Lord of the Rings fight scenes? I hope not. Okay. I don't get the impression based off of the kind of, I guess I don't, I can't say anything because this is the only Aronofsky I've seen, but I mean, yeah. from... The impression I've got, my answer would probably be no, but I don't know. Mm. I don't know what kind of give and takes going on in the background there. Yeah. It seems weird, though, that we're going to have a movie that has these like these crazy surrealist sequences that are retelling the Garden of Eden. Dude. Which is really cool. So I good. I loved that part. Like I, that was so great. And then you've got these, uh, that's like one of those, those things I kind of wanted to bring up, but there's also the, just throughout this movie, there are these shots of like silhouettes against a blue sky. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. all really sharp. They all look like they're very much. It's like a play. I don't want to say. I, yeah. But I don't, I don't want to say like they're, they're high minded or anything, but it seems like that's, we're going for someone who wants to do a little more than just a Hollywood film. Yeah. So to contrast that with big doofy Lord of the Rings battle for the arc, and then it just it seems weird, and I don't know, I don't see how someone who makes one necessarily wants the other and makes the other look the way the other did. Right. Don't know. That it's interesting that we're both here because I feel like that is not the criticism I ever see against this movie. Really, I did. I don't get the impression that negative reviews of this movie are like, well, it was really good until the fight scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting because I went through like, I was curious about what what reviewers were saying about this movie because sure. it seems like a hard movie to make. The I fight. was having a hard time initially making heads and tails of how I felt about it because there were a lot of things I really, really liked, a lot of things that I thought were interesting. And I thought there was genuinely something more to 
Noah than just trying to make a, a typical blockbustery kind of film. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people were bringing up the Lord of the Rings thing as like some kind of positive comparison. Like, right. if you like Lord of the Rings, right. you'll find totally. something to like here. Yeah. Here's your movie. And like, as someone who likes Lord of the Rings, <laughs> no, I did not find those parts interesting. <laughs> like, no. I didn't like that stuff. No. I don't like those parts in Lord of the Rings either, though. So it's like... Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Tucker's one of those, there were no elves at Helm's Deep okay, people. Well. I've played Lego Lord of the Rings. I know what was really going on, Michael. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've read the Cimmerillion's introduction, so... <laughs> but even if you take that comparison out, I mean, this movie is nothing like Lord of the Rings. There's no journey. There's no, no. politics or anything. It's just dude builds a boat and then has to make a bad decision. Yeah, I mean, there's. Boat. I think there's some vague politics with... Tubal Cain being the king or whatever, and the king that's about God. as deep as it goes. The creator, yeah, something the something. creator has left us here and abandoned us, but we were made in his image or whatever. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if you took the rock monsters out, there wouldn't be any Lord of the Rings comparisons because I think people just see a mythical creature and they're like, Oh, it's fighting dudes. I've seen this movie. And they're right. Yeah. No, I think they would still be something like that. If there was, because they led up to there being a fight for the Ark. Yeah. Like, and a part of the lead up to that was you're at this camp, vaguely reminiscent of Isengard or whatever. Yeah. 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 And, and you have a guy with a beard and a, in a hammer yelling <laughs> about things in a and thick English, Scottish accents. It's true. It's stupid. Yeah. Everybody was English in the Bible. And here we are. <laughs> and there's a criticism that I think is also fair about this movie in a way. Okay. In that, you know, historically retellings of the Bible have this issue where they whitewash everything. And that was something that was leveraged against this movie as well. Because if you, <laughs> and I think it's maybe fair in a Jennifer way. Jennifer Connelly, come on. She looks, she has, she does not look like she belongs here with these people. Jennifer Connelly, bad casting on their part, I believe in my heart. Yeah. And that's, and I think that's a fair criticism to this because otherwise, because I think part of maybe part of that Lord of the Rings comparison comes from the fact that they all talk like Lord of the Rings characters. It's true. Or sound like Lord of the Rings characters. Yes. Like, Yeah. Like you could have Ray Winstone yell something about Helm's Deep and I'd be like, yeah, okay. Something, something. <laughs> we ride for Rohan. Something, something. Meets back on the menu, boys, he says. Actually, there was when he was giving his big spiel before the final, before the big battle, it was like, it was so much in that Beowulf tone. Like, and it was building to this, like, oh, God, is he going to do the oh, yeah, Beowulf thing? Oh, yeah, and knowing that he wasn't, it's like it felt like a natural next step that never happened. That's sad. Um, which sucks. Yeah. Any kind of comparison to the Beowulf movie kind of sucks. So <laughs> I take that I'll back, splice but... that in there for you, Michael. Don't worry. Cool. I'll make this happen. Okay. Okay. Um, but I think if, I, if we want to leave this uh, compliment sandwich that didn't have any bread... With a compliment, I think they introduce this idea that Noah is just causing all these people to suffer by taking all their food away, which is not something I considered 
mm-hmm. with the story before, but it makes sense in a way. I mean, he's got all the animals on his boat. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, huh. Well, there's a lot of that. It's like what I think is interesting. One of the things I think is interesting is a lot of how Noah in this film is not presented as like a, a good maybe he's presented as a good person but there's like we're wrestling with character flaws here yes some pretty significant ones at that yes um he's only you get yeah yeah and we're not i mean we're we're we're, they're they're showing him as a guy who would be willing to kill a baby right or two or two (laughs) babies which fake babies He's like burning their escape vessel and he's like, if you have kids and their daughters, I will not hesitate. I will kill them. I will kill whatever. I will kill um, He's locking his family in a boat forever. He's denying forever? his, yeah. his, totally. or not forever, but you know, like no, he's, right. he's I mean, denying like, his, they don't know. That's true. They don't know. He's denying his two youngest sons, like a, a, a happy future. Yeah. Like he tells one outright, you will be the last man. That's crazy. Ever. Man dies with you, which is a terrible thing to tell a son. Yes. You will bury me. Yeah. I drink your milkshake. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I drink it up. <laughs> the, oh, man. That's like another aspect of this whole thing that, like, the Bible obviously doesn't touch on because it's not about that, but just like the psychological toll that would take to think about. If we don't get a woman on this boat with me, that's it. Yeah. We're all going to die. And there's like, like there's a, incest vibes going on through this whole movie, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I mean, the, 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 the implication there is that these that these two daughters will have to have a man and the man will probably be someone within their family. <laughs> so, yeah, the incest is a thing. Um <laughs> They don't really talk about it, though. It's just kind of like we all know what's going on here. It's just assumed. It's in the air. But yeah. but like there's this there's this weight to it where, you know, Noah gets these these messages and I like how they handle them in this where he's imagining the flood. It's like him in a sea of bodies. Yeah. Which looks great. It's yeah. cool. You have the flower that grows on it rapidly on its own. Yeah. Like that's all really cool. Yes. Um, but at the same time, there's this weight to it where, you know, he and his family have been chosen. Everyone else must die. Right. And I don't know how much of that is like, that's something, obviously the Bible doesn't touch on that, but you're talking like, that's gotta be traumatic in a way. The last, you're the last, like the last people. Right. And there's even this scene in the movie where it feels like that's actually given some kind of very like disturbing uh, a weight. I mean, you have them aboard the boat and you hear mm. people yelling yes. on top of a mountain. Yes, this scene is so crazy. I know. And my jaw dropped during this whole same part. like that. And he's just standing there. You, they just focus the camera on him for a long period of time <laughs> yeah. where he's just stuck listening to these people screaming and this and like knowledge it, that they are dying. Yeah. And then they show it. Oh my and God. And they're like clawing over each other on the mountain. And it's. That is a disturbing piece of imagery is the last people on earth clinging to this rock as the waves wash them away. Yikes. I know. And 
I actually really that's part of the stuff that I, I liked about this movie is that it was willing to be that I kind of like a lot of the, yeah. the more disturbing stuff and this was some of the stuff that I think was done well that's it was a lot of the stuff that I think carried, you, yeah. yeah it was stuff that I thought carried weight and that's kind of the image I had as with of Aronofsky as a director and a filmmaker going into this hearing what I have about Mother and about Black Swan and I don't know how that actually holds up in yeah. any practical environment, but it's what I was kind of imagining. And that's what I thought delivered the best in this film was a lot of those more disturbing moments or more abstract moments and surreal moments. I agree. In that way, it's a good match. The story yeah. with this director. In some and, that's, ways and those are also why I don't know if I think some of the more Lord of the Ringsy fantasy high high fantasy epic stuff was came from him or those were put on him or how that yeah it doesn't feel like those were part of the movie he wanted to make it felt more like the 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 people clawing on the rocks the there's that sequence where he's retelling the story of the garden of eden stuff like that felt more like the movie that that he wanted to make versus what was maybe pitched and ultimately made but Michael, if your movie's not over two hours long, it's not a movie. It's not a serious movie. Movies can't be 90 minutes and enjoyable. They have to be over two hours and boring in places. I can't sell David Lynch to the public, <laughs> goddammit. If every movie was 90 minutes, I'd be in heaven, man. I know, I know, I know, I know what better. you're thinking. No, you're thinking no, I, I think it'd be better in this case. Yeah. Because I feel like there's some stuff that, like, just, they could have had Tubalcane drown. Drown him with the rest. <laughs> totally good. Yeah. Movie would have been so much better. Honestly, movie would have been a hell of a lot better if they just drowned him with the rest of humanity. Yep. When he got in through the wall, I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. It's like, Jesus Christ, we're going this way. Okay. Uh, man, uh, all the all the stuff in the boat is really claustrophobic and like good. Just like dark, yeah. like hard to see what's going on. But there's just like animals everywhere. That's creepy. I don't know. And at this point, you're starting to get some of the tension with the family itself, yeah. too. So it's like, what is it like if you're locked in this boat <laughs> right. with these people? Just the everyone that you could have, it's these people. I'll be in the birthing tent. Bye. Yeah. I'm not eating my supper. Huh. Says Emma Watson. I'm going to go hang out with the zebras. Ugh. And like... The all the shots of the animals coming to the boat are excellent. I thought, especially the birds. Yeah. I thought the snakes was the big one. Oh, snakes! A lot of crazy. snakes in this movie. A lot of snakes in this movie, and I don't think that's an accident. Right, 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 right. There's dream snakes, symbolic snakes, yeah. and biblical snakes. And then there's you see Tubal King. Mm. He is in the boat. He's stowed away with the snakes. Oh my god! It all makes sense. The uh, the fruit being like a beating heart fruit was really disturbing. Yeah, you don't eat that. Yeah, how obvious like is it, that? Like it gave it more of like a, a an interesting. <laughs> like there's there is so much in that sequence alone. The all of the shadows. Yeah, where it's doing when, like the really fast so, frame rate, like yeah, that stuff's the, awesome. Uh, the the fact it's telling creation, but through evolution. True, 
was really cool. Oh yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, it was like in the first day and on the second day, and while you're getting that, you're getting fish right. turning into lizards, <laughs> turning into mammals, <laughs> turning into monkey monkeys, turning yeah. into people. It's <gasps> such a cool. It's such a cool way to do it. I think I was way into that stuff, and yeah. it just yeah. And then the rest is poop, and that's Noah. And that's <laughs> I don't know. You got anything else you'd like to tackle with this bad boy? Well, let me just go through the notes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we've talked about the CGI babies, right? We sure did. There are babies yeah, in this movie, and they're CGI, and they don't look very good. Why are they CGI? They don't need to be know. CGI. They don't do anything. You couldn't put out a casting call for babies. I don't. I don't know. Why are we getting baby. close-ups of CGI babies? I don't know. They're like. Bah, bah, bah. And then he kisses him. Um, Anthony Hopkins. I really liked Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. He's good. He's like, I was promised berries. He is a source of comfort in this movie that has like no sources of comfort. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 When Noah has his vision of the, of what destruction is going to look like. He's like, fire burns, water cleanses. And I was like, ooh. Separates the good from the bad. There's this cute moment where Baby Ham is playing with Og the Watcher. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's running around his legs. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's good. I wrote Anthony Hopkins has his berry. Mm-hmm. Um, What'd you think of the boat? Looked good. Yeah. It felt better than like the, the typical yeah. image of the Ark. Yeah, I like that. Totally. I liked it a lot more as this like ruddy shipping thing, container. Cake, <laughs> ruddy container. Yeah, container caked in tar. And, yeah. Uh, it looked good. Um, two, 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 two. Not a whole lot else to really say, I guess. Yeah. I didn't really care. I guess there's this monologue at the end where Ela, um, the character uh, Emma Watson is playing, kind of explains oh, the plot. Yeah. I didn't really yeah, care yeah. for that. No, that whole last segment was just kind of like, yeah, not necessary. Ah, some of it. I like this idea of of Noah becoming a drunkard. Yeah. Because he ended the world. <laughs> he helped end humanity <laughs> yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, they cover him. And, yeah, yeah. But then it gets kind of really cheesy. Like, you get the, the final monologue. You get the, you, you were given a choice and you chose humanity or whatever. Ugh. And then he there's a rainbow and it's just Ugh. really. Oh, there is a rainbow because God is like orgasming over and over. In the yeah. sky. It like, sucks. Credits. Sucks. Yeah, I like, hated it. Uh ugh. it's like I don't I don't know. There's so much it feels so kind of corny to say, show me, don't tell me. Totally. And then there's so much of this where it feels like they show you. And then it's like, no, nope, yeah. just in case you don't get it, we're also going to tell you. And then we're gonna yeah. tell you again. And it's just like him coming back and Jennifer Connolly's digging on the dirt and then their hands touch. It's like, okay, fine. This movie sucks, I get it. It's got that like a rom com-ish thing. Like I didn't see you there. Yeah, like the power ballad builds in the background. Like totally. Terrible. Awesome. I hated it. Um (laughs) Ham goes off on his own own, which feels right. I guess, but just like I don't belong here. I don't belong in this society. It's like okay, well. Where's he going? They're on an island. 
Yeah. Oh no, because you're seeing the waters recede at this point. Okay, so there's like fine. another island that forms. Uh, yeah, and there's 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 implications to that in the Bible. I think that Ham goes off on his own and whatever. <laughs> okay, sure. We can't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because there's, there's no other people though. Yeah, but okay. There's a but. I'm pretty sure there's a but. I don't okay. know. It's been a while. Mermaid. <laughs> Eggers, when did you get here? <laughs> Alright, Michael, should we bring this one on home? Yeah, I think let's bring it on home. Let's How are we ranking it? How are you home? feeling about a rank? Well, let me read the list starting from the bottom and working my way towards the top. How does that sound? Let's do that. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, the worst movie of all time is Trolls. That's funny. Sure is. <laughs> That's fun to come back to. <laughs> Followed by The Pacifier. The Incredible Hulk, The Polar Express, Iron Man 2, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, Sonic the Hedgehog, Hard Times of Fast Ridge High, Hard Target, <laughs> Atomic Blonde, Valley Girl, The Secret of Nim, Iron Man, The Matrix, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Red Line, Almost Famous, The Nightmare Before Christmas, The Witch, Raw, All the President's Men, and Mad Max Fury Road is the best. Yeah. Because it's at the top. Sure. It's weird so, coming back to this every so often and going, hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's like a moment where it's like, oh, yeah, we watched Trolls. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, Valley Girl. Oh, yeah, Valley Girl. He's from the city. She's from the uh, whatever. Anyway, um, how are you feeling about kind of which half? Because I feel like this is maybe. This is a middle for me. This is like a middle third. Yeah. It sucks too because so much of this is like there are moments in here I genuinely loved, but then it just feels overall like eh. kind of eh. Yeah. But like Iron Man doesn't have anything near as good as the very good parts of this movie. So it's like eh. Exactly. Like, and eh. that's and that's that's what's weird for me is like the highs in this movie are so much there's so much more to that than most of these Iron movies. Man. Yeah, <laughs> than most of these movies, yeah. honestly. Um, but the worst parts are much worse. Yes, absolutely. And overall, the film is kind of lags because of it. Yeah. So I would not feel good recommending this movie to most people. Yeah. It's very weird. It's very dark and it's very boring most of the time. So it's not a good feel good. Like. Not a not a popcorn movie. <laughs> no, not. I think it's an interesting movie. If I, if I had a friend that was like into film, I would be like, "You should try this." There's some yeah. interesting things going on. It's not overall a great package, but <laughs> no. there are some really cool takes on. It's an interesting. Ad, it's probably the most interesting adaptation in recent memory of of the Bible and oh, stuff totally. as far as yeah. adaptation to film, but. It's kind of when it's doing what it does well, I think it's kind of the most interesting I would expect. It does what I would want someone to do with the Bible, which is to kind of use it as this springboard to examine both the Bible and humanity. Fatherhood. Yeah. Yeah. Family. (laughs) Brian. Legacy. (laughs) Lineage. (laughs) Hmm. Sins of our fathers, <laughs> Michael. We had to put this on a list somewhere. Adam raised a cane. Anyway, um, Adam did raise a cane. Adam did. I would put this above Valley Girl, at least. Yes. So, like when you said it's in the middle third, I think it's in the top half of the middle third. So, I think this okay. is. I, I, I'm feeling like this is yeah. If I forget if we decided 
Valley Girl or The Secret of Nim was our like, <laughs> this was the border. But. Sure. Sure. Of quality of good. Oh, no. I thought it was Hard Target. We said it's the. Oh, yeah. That's. So, yeah, this is better than Hard Target, obviously. Yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, above Valley Girl somewhere. How do you feel about Between the Matrix and Iron Man? How's that sitting with you, Michael, in your tum-tum, in your stomach? Iron Man's pretty good. Iron Man is pretty good. Like, Iron Man to me is like a perfect blockbuster. Okay. Not like, or not perfect, but like, like... He gets Burger King. He doesn't, it doesn't do anything wrong. Oh, really. I don't, okay. <laughs> that, hmm. Okay, hold me to those words, okay. but... Don't hold me to those words because okay. I don't, yeah, don't hold me to those words because, okay. yeah, there's, there's, yeah, it's not perfect, but it's, it feels like this is, we're not really sinking into any serious lows. It, no. It's a pretty consistent film and it's enjoyable. Like, I don't feel bad about it after watching Iron Man. That's a good thing to be able to say, I think. It's a very good thing to be able to say. What about so, below Iron Man? Uh, I mean, I like it more than the Secret of Nim. That's for sure. There you go. So, so okay. it has yeah, to go there, right? Or if you're okay with, yeah, but the highs in this are so much better than anything in Iron Man. <laughs> That's that creation sequence is so much perfect, Michael. Better than anything in Iron Stenographer, Man. Stenographer, read back what Michael just said about Iron Man. Now hold that thought, stenographer. Um. <laughs> I, yeah, actually, if if you're okay with it, I, I think above Iron Man, wow. below the Matrix, Ooh. I do think that's better because I think I want to recognize that there's some very Locking cool things happening in this movie. It it's just overall not a perfect movie. It's in there, Michael. I I typed the word Noah into the spreadsheet above Iron Man. I can see that it is above Iron Man, <laughs> below the Matrix. <laughs> Um, he puts two of every animal on a boat, you see, so that they can have babies. <laughs> the, the true love boat captain. Because God was angry and he killed everything. Yes. Are you keeping up? Yeah, I'm keeping up. I'm okay. keeping up. I'm keeping right. up. I'm so not, then the I'm animals must shag so they can propagate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Oh, Having behave. never been to Sunday school, I can only imagine what that lesson's like in Sunday school. I have been to Sunday school, but I don't remember a thing. Okay. The Bible was there you're, in some capacity, I believe. You're, they never, you never were, were curious why two? Why man <laughs> oh, I see woman? what you're saying. Why are there two birds and two bees, air teacher? <laughs> because God yeah. willed it. Well, you know, the mom and the dad. I thought they actually handled that pretty well in the movie. They're like, well, you need a mom and a dad. They yeah. will become yeah, the mom yeah, and yeah, yeah. And It's like, okay, that makes sense to me, a child. Yep. Okay. Okay. Noah. All right. Noah.